What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show for you again this week. Of course, it's me, as long as Sorcerer Chromatic. And he, we are back at Cold Brew Studios, so we both sound dynamite. We have some great beers. Uh, we talk about, well, we talk about the big fucking elephant in the room, talking about uh, Bud Light and the controversy that they have found themselves in that they created and made even worse, if you ask my opinion. And I give my opinion plus some because this is like half-drunk Greg um, speaking on the show. Not right now, not right now. In the intro, I am I'm just maybe one beer in this morning. But during the show, you can tell. I'm a little slurry, kind of talk over my brother a couple times, you know, and uh, very opinionated, let's put it that way. And I hope it makes sense. I think I've become incoherent during the Bud Light thing, but... Um, I think I wrap it up nicely and succinctly at home. Anyway, uh, then we also have a great beer list, uh, which uh, goes off um, Sorcerer Chromatic's uh, little uh, weekend trip last weekend. And then, of course, we round the show off with the penultimate show of season three of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Fantastic show. Uh, just watch the, the end. The very last part, or the very last part, the very last episode, and fantastic. Got a lot to say next week, uh, so stay tuned for that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and untap search Cold Brew Podcast. But right now, it's time for another Cold Brew. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing? How you doing this week, man? Uh, doing good. You know, I had the trip last week, and then this week, uh, weekend, we we did a family trip, so the home now, um, winding down, and was able to jump on to record another fabulous episode. <laughs> exactly. Talking about beer, talking about whatever the hell we want, right? Because it's our show. Pretty much. Right on, man. Uh, so you, uh, wait, 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 wait. Are you yeah. trying to say you sold it out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's the, the, those are like off-air right. discussions. Yeah. <laughs> that no one's having. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Hey, so so last week, uh, just real quick, you were at a wedding. Uh, what beer did they serve at the wedding? Oh, uh, you're going you're gonna to cringe. Uh, okay, go ahead. No beer at this wedding. Oh, wow. Especially from two beer drinkers, like getting married. I know, right? But it wasn't a dry wedding, just because it was a, a winery. All they served was their wine. Okay, babe. Hey, I love some wine. What, what kind of wine did you you and the engineer drink? Um, I did the just the the red blend. Um, I like Ooh, those. Nice. Those are easy drinkers. Yeah. And and she did. Uh, they had a blush. She did the blush, but they ran out of the blush fairly early into the, the festivities. So that's kind of a little bummer. Yeah, but did she go over to the red, or was she done by that at that at that point? Uh, a little red, but oh, yeah, okay. we, we didn't we didn't get uh, crazy crazy off of it just because uh, uh, moderation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cool, man. Cool. That's cool in the gang. 
All right, so uh, you ready to talk about beer, though? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. All right, so let's get into it. I have from our friends, our good friends, over at Ren House Brewing Company in Phoenix, Arizona. I have their Dankworth New Zealand. New Zealand. What did I say? New Zealand? New Zealand. It's a double IPA. And, of course, uh, Ren House does not put their ABV on their cans, so I'll have to find out later. So their their Dankworth series they come out it's periodic it's, I wouldn't even call it uh, seasonal it's totally periodic um, I I love I love their Dankworth series M- my favorite beer from Rentenhouse of all time is their Dankworth Galaxy and that was put out in I want to say 2017 or something like that it's still my favorite beer they've ever produced. So I wanted to come out. Uh, I wanted to feature on our show today. They're Dankworth New Zealand. Um, it's a double IPA. And I am going to go online to find out more about this. But right now, I just wanted to crack it open. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to, to taste it before I read what, what's in it and, and kind of already have a bias in my head before I tasted it. That That's kind of like why I, I am not offering a lot of info right now so i will look it up after i taste it so um without further ado what do you got i have a beer that has been on this show before and you know uh we don't like to do this but the exceptions need to be made from now of course and it's that time of year so i have this year's offering of lagunitas Waldo's special ale. Oh shit, that's right. It's out, but oh, fuck, I gotta go find it. Go ahead, Great, keep going. Yeah. Um. So uh, no, every uh, although they they try to stick to the same batch. Part of the wall, the Waldo's uh, mystique is how how uh, how strong it's gonna come out. This one's actually a little bit under. At least uh, I remember a few years ago it was pretty high, but this year it's eleven point seven ABV. I could remember one year it was like around thirteen. Right, right. I think uh, like when they started putting it. Or oh, that's another thing. I think the last two years it was in four packs, but this year's is is back in six. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like the first year was in four packs. Was I think it was like like twelve point seven. So mm. you know it, it fluctuates, but it, it's right. still it's their triple. You know, in uh. Not every day you get a notable, a triple you know. <laughs> Unless you know, uh, you know. <laughs> Unless you know, yes. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> anyway, bye-bye. <laughs> All right. All right, so this uh, Dankworth, New Zealand. Here, I found, I found a write-up. Uh, Dankworth is made... I've already tasted it. Um, before I even say anything, I'm, I might give it like a four two four two zero four. I want to say four two five four point five, but I might give it a, like a four point four. Now that I could do that, it's really good. It's phenomenal. Uh, Dankworth is made with a focus on hop balance using Waimea and Motueka in both the kettle and whirlpool, offering a light but present lime pithy bitterness 
that eases into a truly explosive bubblegum-like flavor of tangerine mango guava. We feel lucky to have access to such great hot products and hope you enjoy the wonderful or powerful fruits of New Zealand hops. It's funny because Waimea and Motueka, I know Waimea is, is, a, is a Hawaiian name. Motueka, I don't know. It sounds uh, Polynesian as well. Um, it just makes me... I wouldn't think of New Zealand when I think of both those names. But this beer is so fucking good, man. The, it, it has to be the hops. And it's a it's a New England-style IPA where back in the day, the, the, the Dankworth Galaxy was more of a West Coast style. So, but... Nevertheless, this is a fucking awesome beer, man. This is really good. This is like 4.3.4.4 4. 4. beer for me. My first sips, um, of course, I was expecting that denky hoppiness that Waldo's always has or is known for. And it's there. And then it's got like some after citrusy hoppiness to it. So huh. the hop, the IBUs in this one are, are kicking. I mean, there, there's always like two different, distinct flavors going on. It, it's crazy it's a uh, very i was just expecting the strong uh, dank punch but this one has some like i said citrusy uh this to it i'm trying to look it up to see if there's anything different right with the waldos i mean if, if you are unfamiliar with waldos you like you don't want to go into it like it shouldn't be your first beer <laughs> there you go it should not be your first ipa you've ever had because it is a fucking banger man wait very cool <laughs> all right uh we will uh, rate our beers later on in the show uh during our untapped portion of the show uh so just search for us on cold brew uh search for us on untapped uh search cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back but right now it's time for the beer news. In the beer news segment, there was just one beer news that is totally pervasive this week. Um, I am very upset that it came out like a day or two after you and I recorded our last show. And I am talking about the whole Bud Light controversy. Ooh. I mean, I, I know controversial you, topic. <laughs> hey, hey, to be honest, though, it, it's produced a lot of fucking funny ass memes, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> very, very funny memes. Um. So, if for those of you under a rock, this whole uh, this whole time, um, Bud Light came out with a. Uh, I don't know if they came out with an ad. They they just made a. Uh, cans right for a trans influencer see that that's how here you say a lot of the information i'm going i don't know exactly what i know they partnered up with the influencer Mm -hmm. of the trans community and i from there i don't know exactly what the the uh the business arrangement was i couldn't tell you I think they just they 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 saw an influ- a social media influencer online and just wanted to do something for you know for I think it's a, a trans woman right so her they just wanted to show that Bud Light is inclusive of everyone even 
the LGBTQ plus community. So they 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 made right. some and plans. Then, well, with, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I heard I, I forgot her name, but like one of the not not the main person of Budweiser and Hennessy's, but like I, maybe the marketing executive or whatever was doing this too as a part of a trying to get new uh, fan base. You know, oh, as okay. the old one is 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 it going to be aging out? You know, just kind of, you know, first in that space. That that that's what I thought of at, at first when I saw uh, her name is uh, Dylan Mulvaney, and I had I never heard of well, her. The, the yeah, the controversial or the uh, the influencer that's causing the controversy. I I want to be correct. I, I I have no dog in this fight. And however, yeah, let's talk about it because it's beer news, <laughs> right? And and same 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 here. Uh, her name is Dylan Mulvaney. I've never heard of her before this, uh, but now I, but now I know who she is, and I I think I know more of it. Like they could have done this, and it would have totally not flown in my radar until a bunch of conservatives like got a totally a super duper offended by it, and they yeah. started like. Uh, like uh, disposing cans, um, throwing them away, and showing us they're throwing them away. But the, the the thing about it is, they are so naive that the fact that they're like, "Oh, I have no uh, Bud Light in my refrigerator anymore." A lot of people like like, and they were showing their refrigerators full of AB InBev products that, but just not Bud Light. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, that one uh, Crenshaw guy was uh, called right. out for it too. That senator. Yeah. Um, I heard stories about like the uh, the at, at baseball games, the the Bud Light stands have no customers, but the uh, you know the Lone Star beer has customers, or in they're the same, right. you know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a, so it's not really about beer. And it, it it's more about their their own positioning the the anti LGBTQ community, and it, it took a, it took a couple days, but uh, the uh, AB InBev or not even that the Anheuser Busch president uh, came out with a, a statement. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna read some of the statement to you. Just let me know. Um, why do they keep doing that? Here we go. Here's, here's, here's the statement that Anheuser-Busch came out with. As CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, I am responsible for ensuring every consumer feels proud of the beer we brew. We're honored to be part of the fabric of this country. Uh, Anheuser-Busch employs more than 18,000 people and our independent distributors employ an additional... 47,000 valued colleagues. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, and a proud history of supporting our communities, military, first responders, sports fans, and hardworking Americans. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. My time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability and the values upon which America was founded, freedom uh, was founded. Freedom, hard work, and respect for another. As CEO of Anheuser-Busch, I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. I care deeply about this country 
this company, our brands, and our partners. I spend much of my time traveling across America, listening to and learning from our consumers, distributors, and others. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation. Uh, Brendan Whitworth, CEO of Anheuser-Busch. Um, a couple things I have uh, problems with this uh, statement is, number one, he names a bunch of uh, cross-sections across the country, but fails to uh, recognize LGBTQ plus community. And two, um, the uh, lack of Oxford commas. Hmm. But yeah, um, <laughs> the but they they go out of their way to um, include Dylan in their uh, in their social media context, and then the CEO doesn't even recognize that community at all whatsoever. Yeah, it's very uh, backtrackish, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Tr- trying to appease the 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 part of the community that they serve that is upset by by their marketing campaign yeah interesting uh what do you want to say? take or interesting spin yeah anyway so yeah that's and, yeah. that's the actual question is is how much are they potentially going to lose you know this is the number one beer in america but right? Like, but, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, and uh you know <clears throat> how many uh how many customers do they could potentially lose that would actually make a difference? Right. Yeah. Like uh, from what I heard, it was like about like four percent of their market cap, which is equal to about like I want to say like five billion dollars. But I don't. Know, I don't know. You know, in in a year's time, two years time, at, and we know when this blows over, they're, they're probably going to make it back anyway. Yeah. I mean, this is just the U.S. I mean. It's it, it's just interesting the whole um, boycott thing, you know, because it's it just mm-hmm. a, a brand. Not it's not like a a service or a need. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a. I mean, you and I've discussed it before. Like alcohol is, is a luxury. It's not a necessity or a commodity. I don't know. I, I just think it's it's all stupid. The whole Kid Rock shooting beers and the, the whole, like you've mentioned, the Crenshaw thing, um, showing his and and one of uh, my friends out here in Arizona, um, Tara T on Instagram. If you want to follow her, she showed that um, somebody threw away or put in the in the corner of their because she lives in an apartment building, like where the the dumpsters are. Put in the corner of their their little dumpster area, like a a a, a, a bunch of Bud Lights. Because I, I live I, I live in in a in a purple state, so there's there's um still a lot of conservatives here, and they're very uh I don't know in, in, influenced by uh by other people. They they don't think for themselves sometimes, and I'm not just saying conservatives are like that, because you know. Democrats are like that too, or liberals are like that too. They're very influenced by, by media as well. They, you know, both sides. There's a lot of people that, that don't think for themselves, and, and you know, and and to go off off of that too is, 
a lot of people really don't understand the beer uh, the the beer industry like we do because like you and I we're we're in we we have our own beer podcast so we we get it we we understand how the beer industry works the, but the casual beer drinker does not so it it's it's totally uh, um I don't know I don't want to say totally because I don't want to use use absolutes but there's a lot of uh, nuance and. You got to know like where your beer is coming from, and a lot of people don't. Well, yeah, I mean the whole. And now that we, now that in hindsight, you know, we could joke around and say, "Oh yeah, well, we've been boycotting, you know, Bud Light forever," <laughs> you know, but it, for different reasons, obviously. But but when I think about it, it's it's not really a boycott. You know, we're just calling them out and saying, "Hey, this is not a brand we don't we're not going to support." Mm-hmm. At the same time, we do kind of recognize. But light's kind of a necessary evil in this game, you know. It, it, if if it wasn't for a huge beer company, like uh, a lot of laws for other beer producers uh, are, uh, uh, what, what do I say? Budweiser paves the way for a lot of beer laws to get through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you okay. mentioned you mentioned this so, since, since day one ish. Like those macro brewers are the epitome of the the, the beer industry because, like, a lot of these. Microbrewers just want to have the consistency that they have. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's well, yeah. That, that that that's kind of like a another side argument, just with the uh, with actual product making and and standards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just our our kind of uh, and what wait going back, like I said, they're the necessary evil too, and and not to take away because I uh, I know people who work for Budweiser. You know, distribution oh. distributors. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, even even restauranteurs that serve their products to mm-hmm. to you know to uh, beef up a check, if you will. <laughs> you know, <laughs> having right. having alcohol serving alcohol versus just soft drinks uh, mm-hmm. helps restaurant industry a lot too. So, I mean, if it wasn't going to be Budweiser, there was going to be another macro beer that I probably wouldn't care for. It's taking the lead for a lot of stuff. So. Again, necessary evil in the industry. I thought it was going to be Miller Light over Bud Light. Possibly, because Miller, you, uh, we talked about it so many times on the show. I I love the the Miller Light marketing team, and I, if if anything, I thought Miller Light was going to be more progressive than than Bud Light, the marketing team. But maybe this is the one time that uh, Bud Light beat him to the punch. Punch. <laughs> hey, pretty much. Uh, uh but just the, the, it goes back to that old axiom. There's um, there's no such thing as bad press. Right. And, right and, I think, yeah. I think eventually this is going to, this is just going to, uh, you know, go back to status quo. I think so too. Yeah. It, it's stupid. That, that, that's why I opened the whole thing with it. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's uh, kind of worth mentioning. Um, I'm going to move on. All right. I just want to say real quick, uh, I'll mention it next week. I'll bring it up in, in our topics. Cause uh, it might not be uh, um, as in, it's more regional thing, but uh, Toad Toad Man's uh, tank picks. Um, he uh, for on Instagram, uh, he sent me a couple of stories about um, some California breweries that are merging, and I will um, talk about them next week. But I just thought the whole this whole Bud Light thing was way more important than um, a couple of California breweries merging, and plus. And uh, I think it's very important to just recognize that and 
just stay on the the i'm on i'm i don't know about you but i'm on the side is like hey just let be people be if, if you want um if you want freedom for yourself you should have you should allow freedom for everybody exactly live and let live there you go all right so uh that is the end of, or the, I guess that's all I have for the beer news segment of this show. So, um, you know what that means? I think I do. Means it's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew Podcast because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what you need. Let me ask you this. What celebrity do you associate with Carmel? Ooh, Carmel? Oh, I would say it would be Clint Eastwood because he used to be the mayor. Exactly. So in honor of my little family trip, I have a list of the top 10 Clint Eastwood movies. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? Very nice. I have my favorite uh, Clint Eastwood movie of all time, and I hope it makes uh, at least the top three of your list. Number 10. I haven't seen all of these. Okay. But hang them high. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, what's it called? I don't know want to get into synopsis and stuff like this, but um, I just kind of like the that term, hang them high. And <clears throat> again, mm-hmm. there's nothing to do with lynching. It was just the, uh, you know, the death penalty back in the day or whatever, or the or killing. Oh yeah. Well, not racial lynching, but you know, killing lynching. Yeah, yeah. But no, hang them high. Yeah. Kind of make like make. Make sure they're dead. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> right, that's basically yeah. what hang if, them high means. If you hang them low, yeah. they might be so able to escape. Right. So, um, yeah, then that's kind of the, the thing. He he was convicted for something he didn't commit, and they, they thought he they thought they would, they killed him, and he was saved. So uh, mm. he got his vengeance. <laughs> it reminds me of that, uh, that Coen Brothers movie when James Franco was about to be hung, and he's like, first time? It, oh, what, what is that movie? I see that meme all the time. Yeah, it's, I, I believe it's that Coen Brothers movie, the the Ballad of Busker Scroggins or something like that. I, I, that's what I remember it, but yeah, <laughs> it's a good meme though, right? Yeah, really. I I thought it was an older movie than that, the Ballad movie. I mean, shoot. No, I don't get too sidetracked. Okay, go ahead. Uh, number nine, the Pale Rider. Oh, that's that's a great fucking name for a for a movie, right? For a western. Yes, and a beer. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, real quick, going back, uh, it it is. I, I I went to knowyourmeme.com, the James Franco first time. Yeah. It is from the Ballad of Buster Scroggins, um, the Netflix movie, the Coen Brothers Netflix movie. Uh, okay. 2018. All right, go ahead. Um, so nine was Pale Number eight. Ooh, Gran Torino. I only ooh because I like this one. I thought it'd be higher. It it is really good. It's it's such a good fucking movie, man. But you know, Clint is known for his western, and it's not a western. It's a modern. Really good. Uh, speaking of uh western, number seven, a fistful of dollar. Oh, I've never seen that one. It's a good name, though. Yeah, it's a classic spaghetti western mm-hmm. directed by Sergio Leone. Oh, he he did the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in uh, Chuy. 
what's what's upon a time in America? No, no. He did once upon a time in shoot. Motherfucker. I forgot. I'm gonna cut this out. Go ahead. Okay. Uh number six would be the sequel for a few dollars more. Ooh man. Another spaghetti western. Very nice. I haven't seen that one yet though. That was six. Uh, number five is one I haven't heard of. Northing was the the High Plains Drifter. I've I, I I have heard of it. I have never seen it. Damn, there's a, there's a lot of Clint. Like I I feel like if you and I had grown up like in the '60s and '70s, you and I would have been a huge Clint Eastwood fucking fan. Yeah, I still am a <clears throat> still a fan of a lot of his older work. I mean, mm-hmm. the classics are. Uh, are there but yeah they're not all i mean i haven't seen them all but it's a classic uh hired gun uh uh you know uh storyline mm-hmm. number four um probably his, his second uh the second most popular thing he's known for dirty hair oh yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ask yourself Mary Callahan do, do you feel lucky? Well do you? Huh? <laughs> there you go perfect And I, I love that That first time And, and the perpy He's like Hey man I gots to know <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So great I've seen that one I've seen that one It's so It's it's a good It's a good Well yeah It's a good B, It's a noir film uh, number three, Unforgiven. Ah, this is a good one. That fuck, fuck, fuck that dude. That should be number one. That that's my favorite Clint Eastwood yeah. movie of all time. Oh my god, it's so fucking. Did you hear? The... Yeah. Did you hear the re... Did you hear the rewatchables? No. Did Did they really? Yeah. It, it was a while ago. It was okay. probably late last year. Oh, I have to. I have to go. I, I to me, that's my favorite Clint Eastwood movie of all time. So fucking good. And him and Gene Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman. That's my favorite. Yeah. It might be my favorite Western of all time. It's up there. Yeah. Number two. Yeah, I mean, it's up there with uh, Back to the Future Part 3. Um, <laughs> number two. The Outlaw Josie Whale. I've seen that. That's a good one, man. That is a really good one. Super good. The only reason I watched yeah. it was because, like, I've heard the the name before, and it was it was back when Netflix was like mailing DVDs out to people, and that's and that's one of the ones I I or, that's one of the ones I requested, and so I like that's a so it's like early two thousands. I think I seen it. It it's really good. I still have yet to see it. I remember like. um yeah, I remember that that name getting thrown around a lot when people talked about uh, the Eastwood movies. Mm-hmm. So it is a more popular one. And then number one, um, well, one of his most famous uh, movies, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh, I seen that. that that's another uh, Ser- uh, Sergio Leone movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen that one, and that was another one like I wanted to see just because of it, it's a. Uh, it's a classic spaghetti western with Clint and Sergio. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I remember Sergio Leone. He also did like uh, Once Upon a Time in America, and it was more like a, it wasn't a western. It was more like a early, early America, like New York type movie. Okay. So awesome, man! What, what's what's your favorite uh, Clint Eastwood movie of all time? I do like Dirty Harry. I I do like what you call though, Unforgiven. I remember yeah. seeing that in the theater. Fucking a man, that, that whole that whole like that 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 last gunfight in the bar when he has a shotgun pointed at oh, yeah. um, Gene Hackman. He's like, I don't deserve this, and he's like, deserves got nothing to do with this. And then he shoots him. Fuck, man, what a great fucking line. Yeah. Yeah. But Gene, man, Gene's was, uh... fucking good. He is. He is. T- uh, I like his uh, his what you call his, his kind of demeanor. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, the whole uh, the uh, little subplot with the uh, with the writer and oh. the Duke of Death. <laughs> the Duck of Death. <laughs> yeah, the Duck of Death. Yeah. Anyway, very good, man. Very good. How was your How was your trip to Carmel? I haven't been to Carmel in so fucking long, man. How was it? It was good. I mean, uh, it was sunny, but it was it was cool out. It was breezy. I mean, we mm-hmm. still went down to the beach. Uh, water was cold, but really nice part of the part of the uh, the coast. I mean, for those of you that never been out there, um, so fun time. The beach. Uh, our daughters loved it. They ran around like crazy. Uh, <laughs> fun. I was. I I know. Um, your old your eldest has been to the beach before. Uh, your youngest though, like. How'd she, how'd she take to the beach? Did she like it? Did she eat some sand? Yeah, she had a lot of sand. Uh, she's been <laughs> to the beach before. She oh, liked okay. it. Okay. All right. She liked it. Yeah, in fact, she, the, well, we went, we went to both Saturday and Sunday. She was more adventurous the first day on, okay. on Saturday than my older daughter. Right on. With, but, with, um, with a lot of people? Yeah. I mean, no more than what you would expect in Carmel, because uh, my wife's been going to Carmel with her family for years, and uh, she <clears throat> she's taken me along, and then now our girls along, so we know what to expect. And yeah, it, it gets crowded. However, it's not like crazy, crazy packed. Right. My most of my experiences with Carmel have been with the golf courses. Oh yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, it's gorgeous. Fucking drop dead gorgeous. That whole California coastline is so fucking awesome, man. Um, but at the same time, Monterey Bay, super cold. Like the water. Well, the water is is fucking freezing. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it was cold. I mean, do, uh, our ocean is cold. I mean, that's all there is to it. Do Do you like dip your toes well, into the, the into the water or like? Are you like anti? Oh, yeah, I, I I I go waiting, I go waiting. I, I don't, I'm not getting. No, I didn't go neck high. Not this trip. Okay. Yeah. What about your 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 daughters though? Did did they go into the water or are you like uh like stay away from it? Oh yeah. No, they they like it. In fact, right. they probably go in all the way if we let them. Kids don't mind the the coldness. Like I think it like as we age. Like we're anti-cold water, pretty much. Did that you? That sums uh, it up pretty good. Did, did you try to like bury them in the sand or like you know 
cover their their torsos? Have they, uh, no, are they no, into no, that no. yet? No. I, I, no, I don't think so. I don't think they would stay still <laughs> long enough. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think your youngest one. Would, maybe your older one. Eh, uh, who knows? All right, cool, man. Hey, so uh, how's your beard treating you? Good, gone. Already? Wow. I guess I still have a little bit of mine left. All right, so we're going to rate our beers right now on Untapped. Yeah, up there is like... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. All right, so... Uh, so... What'd you have again? I had Lagunitas. Oh, yeah. Waldo's Special Ale. The Waldo's Special Ale Lagunitas Brewing Company. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the 2023 because they, they have... The Waldo Special Ale, but then they have the, the Waldo Special Ale 2023. So that's the one I'm gonna I'm gonna tap on. Um, ooh, one of our friends are rated right now. Um, John W. John W. rated it already. I'm not gonna tell you what he rated it. Uh, what would you like to rate it on Untap? Uh, I'm gonna give this one a four. Would you say three four? Four. Oh, just a four. Okay. 4.0 there it is uh what notes would you like to leave on it um donkey citrusy hoppy all right boom and hoppy save and check in Oh, we, we, we unlocked the badge with that one. We had the Waldo Special Ale uh, badge along with the Land of Pale, uh, Land of the Free, uh, level 74. Um, the one friend of ours who, ra- uh, who rated as well, John W, rated a 4.30. All right, so I have uh, Dankworth, New Zealand. I'm... I'm going to rate this a uh, uh, 4.4. 4.4. Uh, let me see here. Let me look it up. Uh, Dank Worth New Zealand. Oh, here we go. Uh, we have one friend who rated it. It is Ali C. She rated, she rated it a point. 4.5, so not, not too far off as an overall rating of 4.23. So 4.4, and I'm going to say it is sweet and juicy. Save and check in. Very nice. Last week, I did not talk a lot about Mandalorian. Um, that's the one with the, the Jack Black and Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd um, Law and Order type uh, episode. What did you think about that one? I thought we did. <laughs> um, we, we talked about it a little bit, but... Okay. What did you think about the, the, this latest and one? This episode was really good. Um, the whole, I liked it. Yeah, the whole... Um, it was called The Spies. And it started off with uh, yeah. 
Leah Kane. Um, I just can't. I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is that about Leah Kane. I don't know what it is about her character that I just find so fucking attractive, man. <laughs> to be honest, I have no idea, man. Like I, uh, you, maybe you are distracted by like Jack Black and Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd, but whenever Leia Kane shows up, I'm just totally distracted by her for some reason. And I've never ever like dated or been with anyone that uh, looked like her. I don't know what it is about her, but she shows up and the probe droid comes and they're in Corsa in the lower levels. Um, and she talks with Moff Gideon, and that's our first confirmation that she is um, on the side of Moff Gideon, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of figured she was when, uh, you know, they showed the flashback, and then he sets up that guy. Mm-hmm. So it was like the whole, um, in the recap segment, they showed her on Gideon's uh, plane. So right. it was kind of like that whole, uh, he's, or she's with him. Mm-hmm. Um or she was part of of his crew, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, uh, going back to the hang 'em high, they should have killed Moff Gideon. You know, <laughs> good points. They, they they really should have been. They they shouldn't have sent him on a a, a vessel to get like you know, uh, uh, jurisprudence. And then uh, later on in the episode. Uh, Bo-Katan, uh, tries to lead like a, uh, I- I'm totally fucking fast forwarded to, to the end because there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's a lot to this episode. Um, when it comes to, maybe I shouldn't, uh, hold on, <clears throat> let me, let me try this again. Um, what do you think about, uh, the Grogu, uh, IG 12, uh, like little fucking, um, mashup? That is a little corny. At the same time, it gives Grogu some, uh, some what you call it? Agency. Um, I, yeah, I guess you could say agency in the fact more mobility. Yep. I thought I thought it was great, and then he he took to the yes no thing. Like he kept, <laughs> like a, a lot of people on, or uh, a few of the nerd channels online said like it was like uh, akin to the the viral videos of dogs. Um, you know, canines uh, tapping yes or no on 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 buttons uh, to uh, to communicate with their 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 owners. But I thought of <laughs> for some reason my my, uh, my intellect went to um, Daniel Bryan when his whole yes movement because like it was like yes yes oh. yes. That was the first thing I thought of. I see what you did there. But anyway, you know, it reminds yeah. me of, uh, of, well, yeah. South Park stole it from, uh, Star Trek, but, uh, what's his name? Um, Commander Pike or Admiral yeah. Pike with the yes, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. So there he goes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, um, yeah, so, but there, there was a lot of there was a lot of info. Like if if you weren't paying attention, like there's a lot of info. That, um was it a uh, Brendel or Brendan Hux, uh, uh, command or General Hux from the uh, 
episode nine of the Star Wars saga or the Skywalker saga is his, it was supposed to be his dad uh, was the, one of the ones that uh, Gideon was talking to on the the holograms. Um, uh, they they mentioned Grand Admiral, Admiral Thrawn. I don't know if if, if Thrawn's going to be coming out in this series in the Mandalorian or is I think he he might they might save him for uh for the Ahsoka series on on Disney Plus though right like what do you think Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Thrawn at the end of this one, but yes, Ahsoka is the one that's looking for him. Right. So there's that, and there's the uh, um. Shoot, what else was it? The uh, uh... oh, think about the clones. But they're they're trying to bridge the gap between the um when the emperor died emperor palpatine died until like he reemerges in uh episode nine um so there there's that too and and there's a lot of uh clone stuff um pause uh vizsla died i wasn't too upset about pause vizsla dying like why the fuck did he even why did he even sacrifice himself like it had he like not said uh i was gonna like how would the the and it just didn't make any sense like it Paz Vizla said like you go i'll fend him off but there was still that blast door that was still protecting all the mandalorian that that came through and got uh, and got trapped so like how was his like sacrifice supposed to be vindicated by them escaping when if he would have been with them he would escape too i i I did not get that at fucking all dude did you understand that his sacrifice yeah i did how's that this is the way (laughs) i'm just saying like though you're you're overthinking it you're overthinking it all right I don't know. I, I just thought. Like, I know. I know. I know. It, it was a, it was a needless thing. But you know why though too. You know, well, who voiced the guy was a, uh, was a, uh, oh shit, Favreau. Oh, oh, that was him. Favreau voiced him. So hmm. yeah, and they say to the action, the action figure uh, is, uh, is, uh, if you take off the helmet, it, it looks like Favreau. So it's kind of funny. But <laughs> fucking uh, Mikey. Yeah, I just. I just don't think he was going to be available for a future episode. So he's like, yeah, <laughs> All right. He had other contracts elsewhere. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it, it's, ah, it, there's only two episodes left. Is, do you think that the mythosaur is going to reveal its ugly head at the end? Probably. I hope so too. And yeah, what's that I, other I one so. that was in the water? Oh shit! Yeah, I, for, I forgot the name of that. Yeah, the the whole like the one that came out and attacked them. Right, the one that destroyed the ship of the the survivor, the surviving uh, kind of refugees or whatever you want to call them. Yep. Yeah. By the way, the the refugees. Mm-hmm. One of them was uh, Skinny Pete from uh, from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the 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 pirates, the one that survived on Mandalore, like despite like the it got bombed. Right. They didn't surrender or yeah, or they didn't know about the surrender. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other guy was Warlock from uh from Maverick. 
Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Call sign Warlock. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that too. Fucking a man. He he looked weird with the 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 what do you call it? the the teased up hair. Yeah, the line blown out hair. <laughs> wait, wait. Just going back to Breaking Bad, it was Skinny Pete and who's the other guy? He was also on uh, the Office. Badger and Kamba. Oh, Badger. That's right, Badger. <laughs> When's he, when's he gonna be on the fucking Mandalorian? Hey, hey uh, really quick, uh, it this this occurred to me a couple weeks ago, and I hadn't been able to ask you, but the Mandalorian is also like like the the plural like so Din Din Djarin is a Mandalorian, but the plural of Mandalorian yeah. is Mandalorian, so this series might not be about him it might it might be about just the the race of the mandalorian or the 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 population of mandalorian right yeah well some say too that the mandalorian could be about you know could take a spin and be about uh what's his name grogu okay or be about even uh now change it up and be about bo katan you know yeah yeah but it didn't occur to me until bo katan came and then we were introduced to other tribes of the Mandalorian. That was like, oh shit! Like, it, they they might be swerving us by this episode, like this season. Like, it's not about Din. It didn't Din was like the main um, character in the first two seasons, but now it's more about just like the whole the whole race. Pretty much. Very cool. Very cool. Like they swerved me, man. They they got me. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to bring up on this episode of Cold Brew? No. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we like wish you cheers. Until next time. Cross train and spar. We raise the bar and we put it in your ear no matter who you are. Come first, my, 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 my people's come first.